0: Hi, this is Carl Edwards. We are going to revisit our very first podcast series on the hard facts of working with people. We think this is a timely topic again, as people are discarded so so much as a commodity as companies make difficult decisions in a difficult economy. Listen in as we look at the hard facts of working with people. Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl
1: Edwards. Today we are continuing our series on hard facts about working with people. Our topic today is learning and developing.
0: It's a hard fact. People change. We'd like them to stay the same, become incredibly competent in their role, and master all the skills, and just stay there their whole life. But you know, that's, a, that's the rare bird nowadays. Our hard fact we have to come to terms with is that people want to increase their responsibilities they want to change they want to learn new things they want to contribute in different ways and we can either help that work for us or we can fight against it
1: i can't express to you how many people have come to me and said my boss only sees me in a certain light i only get these responsibilities uh anyone else you know gets you know some other person might get some other responsibilities that i might want but you know i'm safe here i do my job well and they don't want to move me. And I think that completely stifles people.
0: It does. And the cost to employers is that people reach a breaking point and they just get up and leave. It becomes the time in employees' minds when they think, oh, I need a new job. Not a lot of emotion involved. You know, often no hard feelings. You just know that your current employer doesn't see you differently and you have no chance there. So you want to do something different, you go somewhere else. Problem for employers is that that's incredibly expensive. There's a lot of quantitative and qualitative knowledge that walks out the door every time you lose somebody who's who knows their job well. And to replace that takes time. You have the learning curve of the new person, you have your lost time training someone new, and you have all that expertise gone.
1: Why is it that we as leaders are so afraid to help people change in their job roles?
0: Well, one, without even intending it, we end up structuring our firm around job descriptions and organizational charts. And so the first thing we see is the job description and all those duties have to be filled by someone. And it's always a little more than a full-time job right there. So anybody who wants to learn something new or grow into something else, it's really hard for many supervisors to see, well, what's going to cover the things you won't be able to get to if you're often new things? Or they see it as an all or nothing proposition. For example, it could be an outright promotion, and so that this role, this job, particular job description is vacant, and who are they going to fill it with? And uh, It's almost the same as experiencing turnover. They'll have a whole new learning curve and and the lost, their lost time training, and they just don't want to go there. What we're suggesting is when we are using our series title of hard facts is that if we just say that people change, then we can incorporate that right into our job descriptions Mm -hmm. and make them. And what we want to suggest is structuring job descriptions a little more fluidly to make room for that. And this is another thing you can incorporate into your annual performance reviews is to help people set learning goals and professional development goals so that you're actually participating with them in getting where they want to go instead of fighting against them or just having a structure that won't support it. And then you get their long-term loyalty and energy as well.
1: I was at a, Seminar maybe about a year ago, and there was a woman who was um, in the participant in the seminar. And she, when the the topic of learning and developing came up, she said, "My employees are not interested neither in learning or developing. That's a lie. I don't believe it. They're lazy. They don't want to do anything." And I was shocked at her reaction to that because even though I do hear on the flip side, people are. Of the employees, I've heard, I'm bored at work, nobody gives me a chance. I almost assumed that it's because people aren't giving a chance. But this other side of it was, no, people aren't interested in this, they just want the money for doing nothing. A very cynical view of the employee.
0: Well, you know, we believe passionately here at Bold Enterprises that there's no blaming. Blaming is always a failure in leadership. And though she's describing realities, she's describing people's actual responses by shifting responsibility over to them for that situation is what we want to provide alternatives for. What she really needs to look at is how are things here structured in such a way that no one comes with any energy whatsoever? And how have we structured our compensation system in such a way that people have to fight every penny and that's where their attention and their energy goes and when you your are starting filter with people is that they you know is negative then you're going to interpret everything that way what we want to say is the hard fact is that they do in fact change and that's why they're leaving because there's no reason to be there it's not interested they've learned what they can learn Now we aren't turning them into angels like everybody is all these ambitious professional goals and everybody is, is teach me new things. I just have a hunger for learning. That's not what we mean, though there are those people. What we're saying is just that that's something that goes on in human development. We mature, we get older. Those changes can take the forms of wanting more stability, actually. Those changes can take the place of wanting more relationships at work and maybe a less task-oriented role. Those changes can take the form of wanting to work in a different department and be involved with a different aspect of the business that you haven't been involved with but are curious about. So we can be realistic. We don't need to be um, pie in the sky about people's desire to learn and grow. What we want to come to terms with is that we've got this shifting dynamic we go on when you work with people and how can you work with that instead of against it.
1: Well, it seems that we often don't really know our employees very well. We don't know what they like or what they're doing. We just pay attention to whether or not they oh, fill the job sure. description. And so it seems that the burden is on the one with the most responsibility, with the most power, even though we may resent that.
0: I would agree. The, I call it not knowing. It doesn't matter who's in the chair. All you see are job descriptions, and it doesn't matter who's filling them. You just are measuring everything by what you expect out of this box that you've created called the job description and where it falls on the organizational chart what we're suggesting is if you do look at the person and combine the job outcomes that you need to have happen in that job description and this unique individual and how they're growing and changing over time, you will get longevity because they will, if they stay with your firm and do their professional and human development in the context of what you're trying to accomplish, all that knowledge stays with you, all those relationships with your clients and on the team stays with you, the trust and the camaraderie and the ability to collaborate well in good circumstances and difficult circumstances with a similar group of people increases and they come to work energetic there's far more effectiveness to be had and money to be made in that environment than in a more rigid environment where the organizational chart is fixed and the job descriptions are you know done with and and it doesn't matter who you are there you don't come to terms with the hard fact that people change over time. They're simply going to move on. That's what happens nowadays, especially if you have staff that are under 40. They are simply going to move on, and they're not going to look back once.
1: Well, and I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that because, as always, we try to stress that we're not trying to make the point that we want our workplaces to be Disneyland. These are mm-hmm. savvy business decisions. These are business decisions that you make.
0: They are. And more and more professionals are taking responsibility for their own careers, and they are not expecting their employers to take care of them. And so when they make a decision that this is no longer the place for them, they're gone. And so what we want to do is get a lot of their dreams and goals and desires out on that table and help them get there. And if you can can partner in what they're trying to accomplish with their life, they are going to give that much more energy to help you accomplish what your business is about and those work together.
1: And this isn't really trying to make everyone stay at your company forever. This isn't just about having them always there for you. It can mean that sometimes people are ready to
0: move on. And you want to bless that as well. Sure, there's two sides to that too. One, that's a, for some employees, that's an extremely scary thought that they might just camp out and move in. And that's why the outcomes portion of the job description is crucial. What do you need to see come out of their responsibilities? And those who, they, who cannot perform at that level, they need to move on because they cannot do what you need done. Those who are changing and are changing dramatically and they're in the wrong field or another company offers just completely different opportunities that you can't offer, if you can help them, if you can even help that happen, if you can create a schedule where they can complete their responsibilities and get the complementary degree that will help them go in the other direction Again, you get all their energy and all that knowledge stays in the firm while they pursue that other goal. And then they actually go out speaking well of you and your firm rather than you know, just saying, I'm out of here because I need to pursue this different field.
1: Well, I can even imagine that you can make the transition easier in losing them by having their input in hiring a new person,
0: training exactly. them. Exactly. Those are great examples of invaluable knowledge that they have that they would contribute to the transition and you get a successful, smooth transition instead of an abrupt loss of everything and then a slow learning curve. Everything, absolutely everything has to be learned from ground zero.
1: Well, you know, I always like to be the voice of the measly and I always think I've been in situations where I've heard all this and it is an outright lie. It is just a gimmick. It is just, it's not authentic. It's what some consultant told them to say so that I would be more trusting of them. Okay, and often few people feel betrayed.
0: Well, and that has nothing to do with our topic. That has to do with leaders who aren't credible and sincere in what they're trying to accomplish. So there's a lot of good information on what, how people work and what would make people work better out there that many leaders try to grab and implement upon people in order to get results of those insights without the sincere partnership. And that's, of course, inexcusable, but very common and um, 100% ineffective. People can intuit whether they're being techniqued, whether you're going on the team building retreat to actually build trust and create a more collaborative environment, or whether um, you're going on that retreat in order to get you to stop complaining and shut up and work harder. And there's no disguising that. Any leader who thinks that they can disguise that and get away with it is kidding themselves. We'll have to make that hard fact number five.
1: (laughs) Gone for the day. I think we've run out of time. And uh, I think next week our topic is... Connect and belong. Connect and belong.
0: That's what we want to do in the workplace. We want to be a part of what the team is doing.
1: Great. Well, I'm looking forward to that. And thank you for listening. As always, you can check us out on the web at www.boldenterprises.com. Thanks for listening.
0: This podcast is a Gold Enterprises production.